Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. Hey everyone, welcome out to The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, episode 244. At least I think it's episode 244. I could be wrong, but there's no way for me to really check it right now. And by the time we get this episode up, it might be too late, so just go with it. It's episode 244. If it's not, well, eh, there you go. Look at the show notes. Anyway, I'm your host of the most, Nick Nitro, and uh, this is another GBG drive-by. Uh... Pretty much uh, our schedules have been uh, so out of whack, and this is more my fault. Uh, I got a new job, and guys, I gotta tell you, you know how all jobs have a little stress tacked onto them, but at the end of the day, you know, there's a difference between a good stress and a bad stress. I, I'm in the good stress now. Before, I, I'm not gonna lie, I was in a just a bad, a bad stress. Matter of fact. When I went to New Orleans, um, before I went to New Orleans, I was having anxiety attacks about going into work. I was, I was just dreading it. There were so many things that were seemingly feeling like they were off the rails, and I had no control over any of it or all of it. It was, it was pretty intense, and I just, I am so thankful for the opportunity and how things worked out that I. I love it. I absolutely love it and adore it. And and the only thing is, is that I went from working one to ten every night, or almost every night, to working uh, eight to five or eight. To, actually, let's be honest. It's around uh, seven thirty to uh, t- to six thirty, and <clears throat> that's good. But it's also bad because it's 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 a little exhausting, and I'm not really used to uh, getting up in the morning. I am a morning person, mind you. But it's a little, it's just a little like, oh, hey, shit, oh my god, I have to do this continuously, like this, every day. Um, So, uh, it's really, um, it's really interesting, to say the least. So, uh, but I really like it, I just, I have to get everyone else used to my new schedule, and uh, there are some days I'm not gonna lie. With this, uh, this is my second week doing it, where I'm still in that mode where I'm, oh, I'm just clocking it hard, you know, trying to make a good impression, trying to do the best job that I can. But I'm also overdoing it a little bit, which is fine. Um, but when I get home, I'm usually I'm beat. Uh, matter of fact, uh, this is my first three-day weekend I think in a long time. In a way, it feels sort of good to have that. Um, my schedules will, will continue to be a little weird, but uh, in general, when I work during the week, I work during the day, which is always a lot of fun. Nibikaiya. Okay. So, with that being said, let it be known 
that I do enjoy pie. That's my go-to joke. I don't know why I, I say that. But I find that usually it, it's something it's like everybody can agree on. That, oh my god, he loves pie too. And, and if, and if I, I've only known like maybe one person who does not like pie. And, and I, again, I don't know why they didn't like pie. They would, they would fail to stress it to me in their reasoning and their logic bubble. But, um, well, granted, let's be honest. The person I was talking to really didn't have a logic bubble. Um, but I digress. The point is, uh, I'm sorry that I say that a lot. I'm sorry that I say sorry. Uh, one of the things is that because I'm a soups nice guy, y'all, I say sorry a lot. And so you're going to you're gonna have to deal with that. So deal with that. Deal with that. Deal with that, America. Wow, I feel like I turned into an episode of Glenn Beck here for a second. Uh, it's not the case. This is not the Glenn Beck show. This is the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky uh, GBG Drive-By episode 2. <laughs> um, with that being said, let's also give a shout-out to our sponsors, uh, Pack Rat Comics. You can check them out for all your comic book needs. Now they're serving two locations in central Ohio. Uh, Marysville and Hilliard and guys they I again Teresa and Jamie I cannot say enough nice things about them I I love Packrat Comics uh, I have forsaken all else for Packrat Comics it's fantastic they have games they have collectibles they have of course and you know a big thing comics yeah oh, check them out PackratComics.com they also have their own podcast you can check them out that those podcasts out there and uh audible.com get a free audible trial by going to audibletrial.com forward slash good bad geeky it's a 14 day free trial and then that trial you get to see what it's all about but you also get to download a free audiobook how sweet is that super sweet y'all so check that out okay so this episode of the good the bad and the geeky what's it all about alfie i mean what is it all about that's a good question it's all about dawn of the planet of the apes and i i wanted to say that this is a movie that, and I don't know why, but Rise and Dawn uh, of the Planet of the Apes, both movies, have blown me away both times, but each time I just approach it like, meh. And I think it's because I was so psyched for the Marky Mark version of Planet of the Apes that it left, us th- that it left such a sour taste in my mouth that I approach each newer film a little bit more morose and a little bit more, man, I'll get to it when I get to it. it. And I remember when I did finally see Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which is I think a month after it came out, there was that feeling of, oh my God, I am an idiot. I should have seen this sooner. And I felt, I felt instant geek shame. You know, I wish there was someone nerd raging against me for not seeing it sooner than I did. And, and the reason is, is because it's a fucking brilliant film and I, I feel like a schmuck for sort of feeling that way about it and um, uh, I just it breaks my heart it, it really does break my heart that I, I did that and uh, yeah so Don the Planet of the Apes is a fantastic film you should check it out but uh but why is it? Why is it that good? Uh, well, frankly, like this, it's a, it's a well-told story, and I think the the other more interesting thing is that the first film was really Caesar's movie, which is good, but it was also a mix of James Franco's movie too. This one is the movie really is Caesar's movie, 
you you know and that's that's refreshing when you when you you take that plunge you take that leap you have the audience go with you on a magical journey of living with a CGI character and having that be your lead um it's a dangerous move in today's climate because i think a lot of people think of a CGI character um as a lead and they think of Jar Jar Binks and um yes the technology is there that's great george but uh you sort of fucked it up for everybody else and I think people get, can get a little trepidatious. Am I saying that right? I'm sure Jimmy will let me know. Uh, trepidatious on on having a character like that be the lead. Because make no mistake about it, Caesar the ape is the lead of this film. The apes are the lead. The humans are almost are the secondary characters. And I find that absolutely refreshing. And to the point where Caesar. Uh, the whole opening with Caesar and his tribe of apes, literally, I think it's 20, 20 to 30 minutes, is literally nothing but silence. And by that, I mean it's sign language, grunts, growls, and normal. But, I mean, there's no actual talking. It's all sign language. And it's how the apes communicate. And it's absolutely, it's absolutely fascinating how they go about uh, doing this. And... I, I absolutely, and pretty much they're hunting. They're hunting for food, and they're communicating with each other, and it's phenomenal. And I'm not going to remember the, the, the other monkeys' names. I, I do apologize, but uh, the, uh, the ape from the first film that got beat up by Draco Malfoy a lot, um, which, what the fuck, Draco? You're causing all kinds of shit for people. I mean, what's up, dude? Ooh, child. Things are gonna be easier. That's what you should tell people, or that's what you. That's what should have, should have been sung to that to the to the to the other chimp in this movie, the other ape, because he's a little pissed. Because the way Draco and the other humans treated him, he he hasn't felt what it's like to have love. I mean, to have the love from another human being in that. And I doesn't. I don't mean that in a creepy way. It counts off creepy. Sure, sure, but straight up, it's, it's a little bit more like, hey, uh, he was abused, and Caesar wasn't, it's really a case of nature versus nurture, and I think that nature versus nurture is such an, if always done properly, it's always an interesting, uh, thing to, to play into, uh, when you're watching a movie, or a television show, for that matter, and, uh, I was getting into a conversation at work the other day with someone regarding loss, and I love the duality between a man of science, a man of faith, a man of nurture, a man of, uh, of, of nature, uh, sort of going, going against the grain, uh, going against each other in a way, too. And I really, I just love that. Um, and that's what this movie really is. It's nature versus nurture. Um, it's a it's a story about fathers and sons, um, which, and and if you watch the trailer, you get a sense that the apes are are playing second fiddle in this movie. And that's the thing, that marketing for this movie I think has been a has been a curse and a godsend because I don't think the movie has done as well as Rise. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I I, I don't think it, it's been as successful as as its counterpart. Um, which is depressing to me because I think Don of the Planet of the Apes is is a fantastic movie. It's, it surpasses the original uh, of the of the new of the new saga. But I don't know how it places in the general scheme of things, money wise. 
and I have this feeling uh, from what I what I remember seeing that the movie wasn't as hot as Rise, and um, and I don't know if it's marketing or not, but I know for marketing the humans are painted as the bad guys, and that is true that we are a little bit, but make no mistake about it, the, the, there there are apes who are are bad are bad guys, um, which I find to be again fascinating. The ape who who is his his first in command uh, again. There was no it, he, it's nature, which is nature was cruel to him. The world, the nature of the world was cruel to him. He was abused by humans, so he feels that humans should be killed no matter what the cost. No matter there should be no such thing as mercy. Uh, and here's the other thing, too, is that um, we personify things a lot or all the time in movies. And uh, one of the things that I find fascinating is that Caesar is. He doesn't. To him, things are personified between apes and humans. So, and that goes against the, the law in the original in the original saga. I think in the last two was it Battle for and Beneath or no Conquest of the Planet of the Apes um, or Conquest of the Planet of the Apes Battle for the Planet of the Apes. Whatever, choose your pick. Uh, was the idea that ape doesn't kill ape. And I love that idea. I love that concept, and I love that law, because in this movie they really examine it. And of course, uh, spoiler alert: uh, Caesar dies, sort of, and uh, it's he's killed by another ape. And that's absolutely fascinating and crucial to the plot because it goes against the whole. It goes with the whole idea of nature versus nurture, and uh, and that ties into the story of the father and son. Which is Caesar has hope in humankind that they can live in peace and harmony, um, despite everything that has happened uh, and what he has caused. He thinks that that humans can thrive with 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 ape kind, but he's also a little naive and egocentric to think that that the a law like apes cannot kill apes. Like, they're above human beings. And the fact of the matter is, is that there is humanity in the apes. Because the apes do and will kill other apes. Um, it, I mean, again, it's a fascinating, fascinating story. And, uh, and again, like, the trailer paints Gary Oldman to be the ringleader uh, and bad guy of, of, of the humans. And it, it's just like... I mean, no. It, it's a he's Gary Oldman plays a, an actually well thought out, well developed character, and it's so fascinating that that's how the marketing pl- tended to go with that. And I don't know if, if coming back what I said earlier, if that's the curse uh, or if that's a godsend, because the curse of it is is that people might be turned off by Gary Oldman in another villain role, or that the humans are all the bad guys except for one. Um, I, I I don't know if that's really it, but there's such great acting from the, the, the actors who play the, the, the apes, the, the human side, uh, the 100% human characters. Again, just absolutely a fascinating movie. And again, the opening is exhilarating just for the fact that there's no talking. It's all in sign language and we're, we're with the apes. Matter of fact, the humans I don't think show up until probably five, ten minutes after the hunting, um, hunting scene. Uh, because again, you're introduced into the culture that Caesar lives in, and um, it, it's just so 
so fantastic. I, I, I sincerely hope you guys get a chance to check it out, even if it's in a dollar theater or not. But please do. It's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, before I end this, I want to say thanks for everyone for being patient with us as we go through some schedule issues. This year has been has been a learning curve uh, for me in terms of, of our schedules and getting everything together. But the podcast is one of my favorite things to do, and I just don't I and I don't and I won't lose track of doing it. And uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. So thank you again for your guys' patience on that with these GBG drive-bys. If you guys don't like the GBG drive-bys, please let me know. Twitter me. My handle is at GoodBadGeeky or email me at GoodBadGeeky at gmail.com. There's a phone number too. You can uh, leave us a voicemail, uh, but you can check it out for the show notes because I don't remember it off the top of my head. So, uh, yeah, please check that out. And uh, i got to park my car, which means the GBG drive-by literally is is done so thank you guys again for listening for your patience with us at the show and uh i hope you have a happy labor day weekend go see a movie enjoy a television show or something else geeky thanks for listening get out of here without jeez you're a creep go away we're having a good time until you start up cheapers Go have some coffee with cream or something because I'll tell you something. This is a happy place. What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what song is that?